You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. It ain't, it ain't never been a rat problem in Boston. Always been a people problem. And that ain't going to change until you educate the people. this happen? How did this happen? How did this happen? What am I doing wrong? All right, let's turn this around. folks, Mike White coming at you with a special episode of The Projection Booth. Right now we are going to hear from Theo Anthony, the director of the documentary Rat Film. If you're not familiar with Rat Film, I suggest that you do become familiar with it. It is now available on streaming through Amazon Prime. It probably will be available via other streaming platforms or might already be available via other streaming platforms anytime now. Apparently, canistream.it is not working anymore, so there goes a resource that I really enjoyed. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this interview with Theo Anthony about rat film. What got you interested in film? What's your background with it? Well, I come from like a writing and a photography background. Started out in, in high school. And it really just naturally evolved into making these skate videos and stupid shorts with friends. And I still think, still think it's like some of the best work I've ever made. Uh, I was in high school with my friends. And yeah, it, just, it sort of just grew up in there from making these really short videos into doing music videos in college. Graduating from college, I was basically doing music videos and some commercial work full time, working in fashion actually as well. And I just wasn't very satisfied with that field and it didn't really address my interests and the world that I wanted to engage with. So um, documentary seems to be just the most capable vessel to explore, um, explore the world and explore these questions that I'm interested in. 
living in Baltimore. How long ago did you start living there? Yeah, so I grew up in Annapolis, which is like half an hour south. It's very different from, from Baltimore. But, you know, when I was like 14 or 15, I started sneaking away, going up to concerts uh, in Baltimore. Actually, some of the very first shows I ever went to um, were Dan Deacon shows, who has, has actually did the score and has become a great friend. Uh, so that's like a really cool circle there. But, um, yeah, you know, I graduated from college. Um, I moved straight back to Baltimore and... Um, just have for the past five years lived there on and off. Done a lot of moved to New York for a bit. I lived abroad for a bit, and I came back. And um, it's, I have a I have a deep attachment and a desire to, to to remain attached to that city. What was the inspiration for Rat Film? What was your moment when you said I need to make a, a movie about this? What you see in the film is actually how the film started. Is I came home one night and I heard the sound in my trash can and. I took out my cell phone and I just started recording. And that shot of the rat in the trash can was really just the genesis for this whole investigation, you know, from like the first image in the film that I think is unpacked throughout the course of the film. I think that emotionally speaking, and it's more of like a personal journey and this really sincere attempt to try to understand Baltimore and, and, and my own place in it. I think it's a documentation of what I found, but also a documentation of me trying to understand who I am in the city and, and, the, and the history um, of the city. I like to say it's a film and a filmmaker that learns as it goes along. How long did you work on the film? Coming up on like three years ago that I first started the film, that shot in the trash can was in late 2014. And it was, for the most part, just me shooting and editing this thing. And over the next year and a half, from from that first shot to uh, the very end where we hit that final export was about a year and a half. It's been a little over a year touring with the film and, and, and doing stuff like this. So it's like it's the home stretch at last. How did you manage to find some of these people that end up being in the film? Because this is a great I know it's a documentary, but it's a great cast of characters, quote unquote. Exactly as you said, it's a very it was a very organic growth, and I think crucial to that process is allowing the film to to grow without any expectation of what its final form would be. I didn't know it was going to be a feature. I thought it was just going to be a short at first, and then I had all these different characters that I didn't know even were going to be in the same film. And there was a moment where I think I realized that all of these different histories and people were connected in this really mysterious way, and that's when I knew that I had a had a project. And as I said, the film was this really earnest attempt to try to explore that mystery. And a lot of my process is very rooted in the internet and the way that internet the internet presents this very nonlinear experience of media and people and relationships. And I think that what you see in my films is actually, it makes the abstract network of the internet concrete. The way that I met these people is I would see them online and I'd reach out to them and just start a dialogue from there. Reach out, and if I didn't hear anything, I'd reach out again, and then I'd call. And in a couple instances, I would actually just show up at their place of work and just, you know, it was always just a conversation and trying to understand where they were coming from and how they could fit into this film and what they had to say and sort of really taking these these very nonlinear links in the virtual space of the Internet and making them concrete in the form of a film. Are you a one-man crew doing all this? For about 90% of the shoots, I am for this film. For a handful of the shoots, I would have a friend volunteer or something. And I mean, I had people who were very, very generous with their time, um, lending a hand with sound or 
just helping organize some of the bigger shoots. But yeah, I mean, for the majority of the shoots, it would just be me and a camera and the subject, which I think was is really crucial to the nature of the film and how I like to work. Um, I think it's a, it's a style of working that I'm slowly growing out of because I think that it's limiting in, in scale, but also limiting in scope and the number of voices that are included in the production. I think that it's really important to include other people in the collaborative process but it's also really important to stay mobile and to stay independent. And, I, and I'm constantly seeking to strike a balance between the two. I imagine you're working a day job while you're also doing this documentary. For the majority of this, I'm actually just supporting myself as um, a freelance like filmmaker and photographer. Um, I had done a couple commercial and commissioned gigs earlier before that was able to like pay for me to really just focus on this. The whole production was self-financed. I mean, it was a very very small budget that I said it was essentially just me most of the time but for the duration of the shooting and the editing I would I work as a freelance filmmaker and a photographer and would encourage people to reach out with any job opportunities and I've been very fortunate in the jobs that I have gotten and, and they've allowed me to travel and even though the platforms and, and, and the final product isn't necessarily something that advances like my the the, the work that I want to put out in the world, I think the experiences of, of working abroad and being in the position of, of producing something like that is something that I've learned so much from. And it's an amazing like way to hone my skills. Tell me about the reception of the film so far. Where did you premiere at? The film premiered at uh, Locarno uh, last summer in August 2016. And it's still doing festivals, has really toured the world in, in, in an incredible way. The Reception has been so far beyond anything I would have ever imagined for this like attic project that I did. Yeah, I mean it's just it was a, it's a really personal film when it comes down to it. I think as any film is, and it's it's a documentation of who I am at that time, and it's a documentation of what I was thinking. And you know, you you put together a film, and that gets frozen, and that's out there for people to see and to critique and to comment on. And I'm constantly learning, and I'm constantly changing, and because you see something that's so static in one way and then the change, you know, over the course of, because, you know, it's been three years since I first started this film and I feel like I'm changing so much. It can be really terrifying, you know, because you feel like a sort of distance between you and the work you've made. And um, I mean, I, I'm incredibly proud of the film and what it's done. And I think it's been overwhelmingly a, a, a positive reception, but I'd be stupid not to be listening to the negative feedback as well and trying to learn from that. And that to me has been like the most humbling and you know difficult process to you know try to take in and understand it's because you're not just changing, you're learning and you're changing in, in, in front of everyone. <laughs> That's really, it's an uncanny thing. And I'm just trying to try to try to learn from it. Well, what was your biggest challenge when you were making the movie? I think I think the biggest challenge was having something so deep inside of you and trying to bring it outside of you and 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 seeing how like those don't always match up. Like you you have this thing that makes sense in your head, but you're not making it with anyone else really at that point. So no one else has what you're talking about. And you show it to that like first person who looks at it and says, "This is something. This is a real thing. This is really cool. Here's some thing." And, and that's an incredible moment because you're that thing that was so deep and private to you is all of a sudden validated in, in the outside world. And that's a really cool, 
cool thing, but it's incredibly difficult because you don't know if you're crazy. You don't know if this makes sense. You know, if people are going to take it the way that you saw it in your own head and you don't even know what's in your own head is like justified perspective. And the only way to test that out is to get it out there in the world. And what continues to be the most difficult thing, and it's tied in with what I just said uh, the last time, is that you can have all these intentions uh, when you set out to do anything, you know, not just make a film, but your intentions don't always match up with the impact that they have on people. And as I said, I'm just trying to listen to that impact, you know, whether it's good or positive or negative and just trying to take it all in and better just, you know, design my intentions going forward. So it's something that continues to be a challenge with the film. When it comes to Baltimore itself, what's been the feedback as far as the local press and have you, has anybody from maybe like the mayor's office or anything contacted you? Because I can't say it's the most glowing portrayal. I love the city of Baltimore. I think that you do too, but it just, uh, I can see where some people might take things as negative. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the feedback, I think that's the ultimate test of any project is you take it to the people that you filmed it with and ask them what they think. I think that if you, it's really easy to take the film to like Istanbul and say, Hey, what do you think about this? If you've never been to, these people have never been to Baltimore, but like, how do those people who like live there and how do those people who experience the situations that are sometimes documented in the film, like what do they think of, of your efforts? And that has been the most valuable feedback. I think I've been extremely heartened by the positive feedback from the community of people saying, you know, this is of course not like the most glowing portrayal, but it is a very loving and realistic portrayal that doesn't try to fetishize um, what's wrong with Baltimore. As you so often see is done like in, in the mainstream picture of, of what Baltimore is it's just like the wire at period. On the other hand, I've gotten a lot of like really articulate and like valuable feedback from people who feel that this film is another example of like a white filmmaker commodifying black history and taking their poetic license with it and running, you know? And I think that, you know, again, my intentions were aren't that, but I can't really say that the impact isn't that all the time, you know? And that's something that is just the reality of, of the market and the, and the, and the world that we live in. And it's something to address and it's something to, work through. And I, as I said, like, I think it's just about listening to listening to, to those interpretations and seeing how my film has the potential and has the possibility to be playing into the very same institutions and systems that it sets out to critique. What are you working on these days now? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting my next film. I'm actually pretty deep in, been a film feeling so static and that you have, that you're a constantly fluid changing person, but you know, there's this distance between yourself and this static object. I think that the, my own remedy has just been to like get out there and to make new work that I think hopefully can better address where I am and how I'm seeing the world and how the world has influenced me. Um, I've, that's all to say that I've started shooting a new project. Um, that's also for the most part based in, in Baltimore and, uh, sort of very wandering essay film, very much in the spirit of, of rat film that looks at different, relationships between imaging technologies and vision. So really breaking apart how what we see is always enabled and mediated by the tools that we use to see and just really taking like a really critical look at what these tools are and who's using them and 
and to what end. So it's, it's been a really fun project and I'm working with a lot of really cool people and it just feels so great to be working on something new. Well, where can people keep up with you and keep up with the projects? I mean, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter. My, my handle is proxy CEO, P R O X Y T H E O. Um, I'm on Instagram, Theodore Jacob Anthony. Yeah. And I post most updates on there. I don't, I don't try to limit my usage of, of social media. I just very reluctantly got back on Facebook. <laughs> this whole theatrical run started up. I'm trying to like definitely curb that back parasitic feeling of social media in my life. But yeah, that's when I do do updates, that's where they are. Theo Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for such such good questions. Can't see if they can make us wear it. 